0: Welcome to episode 74. Today's guest is Vanessa Ray. She is a spiritual woman who dreamt of being a mom since she was 5 years old. She is a single mom of one from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Vanessa is a coach and counselor who's passionate about women and girls feeling right and good enough in their comfortable and confident bodies, as well as being a mystic, singer, speaker, and healer. Her advice for single parents, your energy affects your children. Not to lie or to be dishonest, still be authentic, however, make the effort to find peace and happiness for yourself the best you can, no matter what is happening. Your child will sense and pick up and vibrate in response to you. Thank you for reviewing, downloading, and subscribing to our podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. Enjoy this conversation with Vanessa. If you'd like to suggest a future topic for the podcast, please fill out feedback form located in episode notes. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Hello and welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today's guest is Vanessa Ray, and she's joining us from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. She's a single mom of one daughter. First and foremost, she's a spiritual woman who dreamt of being a mom since she was five years old. Vanessa is a coach and counselor who is passionate about women and girls feeling right and good enough in their comfortable and confident bodies, as well as being a mystic, a singer, speaker and healer. Welcome, Vanessa. It is a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you so much, Irina. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. So please share with us who is Vanessa.
1: Well, um, you know, I'm a lot of things. Um, in the most recent years, I really started calling myself a bit of a modern Renaissance woman in that um, I really have had several, like, I'm a multi-passionate person. And most of my passions have been with me my entire life, or at least since since I was very, very young. Um, and being a mother is at the forefront of that. Um, as as you said in my intro, I ever since I could remember, I wanted to be a mom. Of course, I didn't really know what that meant. You know, you don't know at five like what it actually entails. But I remember, you know, dreaming, daydreaming, like living, dreaming, awake, dreaming about what a, what a, I don't think I had all these words for it at the time. I wouldn't have called it miraculous probably at five, you know, years old, but it felt like such a gift to that that would happen, that that would be possible, that women got to do that. I remember thinking I'm so lucky to be a woman, to, you know, be able to have this opportunity to carry a baby, to create a baby, to have a baby, for it to be mine and, you know, we can talk about that too. mine, <laughs> but, you know, to love it and have it love me. And and so that's, that's a big part of, you know, how I describe myself and, and that I, what I think of myself as just because it's so deep in my heart. So that's, that's one part of it, for sure. And that's obviously why I'm here today is because I'm a mom. Um, but I'm also a long time um, spiritual practitioner and again I started at such an early age that there were there weren't words for it for me at the time I didn't know what I was doing not that I necessarily know what I'm doing now but I did follow and continue to follow this what feels natural to me what feels inspired and intuitive to me to What I call now you know meditation or prayer um, communing with kind of the invisible divine the great mystery um, and just have done that in one way or another since I was very young Um, now it is like more of a formal uh, spiritual practice with kind of a ritual and a practice and a daily thing um, that I incorporate different things and really just have my own experience of it um, that's a big, really, really big part of who I consider myself as and a big part of how I'm able to function that helps me function and grow and expand and process being a human um, in the way that I, in the way that I want to, that feels serving, not just to me, but as a mom, as a coach, as a person in the world, as a community member, as just another human being here. Um, so I definitely hold that in, in my identity. Um, and then I'm also, um, along, I think very much in tandem with that is being a healer of some sort. Um, I'm a little, don't exactly think of myself as the healer. I believe we heal ourselves healing. I'm a facilitator of healing and have done so on myself in many ways through through many different uh, issues and, and things, but also facilitate and help others facilitate that for themselves. I started training in different modalities um, in my early 20s and I'm still doing it um, in my mid 40s. And so that's another, that's a, a part of um, how I am, how I relate, you know? Um, and then the last part that I think is a, a big part is that I'm a musician and a singer and use my voice in a variety of ways, everything from kind of a more personal, um, chanting, uh, healing, sacred voice work to I have a show tomorrow night and I'm singing karaoke at an event, you know? Um, and I, my degree is in music and I've written a lot of music and done more creative stuff and more public stuff. and. Um, I would say those are like tenants of my expression in this
0: lifetime. Thank you, I love it. So we we have a lot of similarities in terms of being a multi-passionate and uh, in different areas, I also do singing. That's great.
1: I, I remember, I think we had talked about that. And, you know, being a mom and a single mom and having many things that, that are feel really deeply important. I feel like my life would be a little incomplete if I didn't do any, if, if all of those were missing or, or even just one of those was missing, my full fulfillment lacks. So even though I don't have to do them all every day and they're you know, times in my life that I do like right now the coaching work which i didn't really mention but it's kind of in the healing and spirituality and and career for me um that's taking a huge forefront um which is great because i have a mission to help women and girls um in an important way um but that means you know music or some of the other things there's this constant balance that i find as a single parent it's just it's just there's just more there there's just more on your plate you know and and then the self-care
0: yeah um please uh, share with us how did you become a single parent what are some of the things you struggled with things you wish you knew
1: yeah so um as you mentioned and you know as i said I, i always wanted to be a parent um marriage and partnership was kind of secondary to me, you know, i I didn't consciously head out to be a single parent. I didn't say, I'm gonna have a baby, no matter what exactly. Right. but you know, to be totally honest now, which is easier <laughs> than it was then the the baby thing for me, the being a mom thing was was a definite I want this. Um, and it at. 29, I got married and definitely wanted children and my ex-husband was, I knew, I thought he'd be a really great dad, but he was always a little, I don't know, I don't know, you know, there's so many, the world is so, so, you know, like all kind of, a little bit of resistance that I think now, um, I would have taken more heed of. I would have been a little more like maybe I should trust him in that he's not saying yes, I definitely want to have kids, let's do this. And now it's going to be different for every relationship and every person and you know some other men or partners have said that and they have a child and it's like the best thing that's ever happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um but I think, you know, for my particular situation had I been really responsible and honest with myself at the time I probably would have checked in and realized my ex-husband wasn't was already not really matching me or you know I wasn't matching him we were a mismatch in our life goals and what we wanted and um, we moved forward anyway we we got married um, at about two years into our marriage, I felt like I had waited long enough because I had been waiting a while. And I felt like, you know, we're married. I'm ready. At the time I was 30. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And even though we weren't in a financially comfortable position, we you know, we had food and shelter. And again, it, it was, I think the My biological clock but also just my heart and what I wanted and I was very clear and strong with him and said and not pushy but very clear and strong and I said I'm ready like I've wanted this for a while you knew I wanted this when we were dating you knew I wanted this when we were married Um, I'm ready and so we kind of made a what's the word we kind of made a compromise in a way. Um, And again, this is where, you know, this is where another lesson is learned for me in that this compromise felt like he was willing to do something he wasn't really ready to do Mm -hmm. or me doing something that I didn't really want to do, which I don't think is a healthy compromise. It's -hmm. not the kind of compromises I would do now you know, like in any relationship with my daughter, with my, with my part, with my, I do have a a boyfriend now, not a live in, but I do have a a boyfriend, but you know, this again is an example of something I learned kind of the hard way of him saying, yes, okay. You know, I'm ready to, I'll, I'll let, I'll let you kind (laughs) of be pregnant. Um, If you, if you let me explore more of an open relationship and dating, others, which for me, I, it wasn't something I was interested in, it kind of hurt me. And Mm -hmm. I was only going to do that because I wanted my baby. And I wanted my baby that bad. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was already a foundation that I don't recommend. And now if both are okay with that, you know, no judgment against polyamory. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if both, if both people, you know are okay with it
0: mm-hmm. um
1: so we were already starting a little rocky so you know when you ask like how did I end up a single parent you know I go back to like some of these things yeah. um so we got pregnant within two months I was elated he was shocked <laughs> although it's like you know how this works you know <laughs> I definitely didn't get myself pregnant and um <laughs> you know we weren't using protection so you know my reaction was unbelievable i can't believe this is finally happening and his was like kind of like oh, what are we gonna do and i'm like what oh I mean, we're gonna have a baby <laughs> so um most of the pregnancy was really good for me like i physically felt well i was elated a lot of things started to come up, you know, the the seeds that I had already mentioned that were there were starting to sprout, which is, um, which led to us divorcing, which is like he wasn't providing, he wasn't, he wasn't really, it, it wasn't a joint venture in that I felt very alone, you know, a lot of my pregnancy. I also felt like I guess I should be in this alone, which I don't agree with now, but at the time I was like, well, I knew I wanted to do this more. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for all the the crib and the clothes. I'll go to all the, you know, and it wasn't that he wasn't involved at all. It's just that I didn't really feel like I had a partner in a lot of ways I didn't. Um, emotionally, physically, financially, I really wasn't you know and and again at the time where I was I just kind of felt like well that's kind of what I get or what I deserve because this is my thing in a way but it wasn't I mean it, it was but you know it wasn't really working for me right,
0: right. really
1: really really. Um, and so come come time to having she was she's a girl still is a girl Um, having my baby Violet, um, starting to really notice his lack of ability to be there for me and for Violet in, in a way that I would sometimes put the blinders on because I couldn't even really process it and deal with it. Being like a a, a new mom, having hormones, being scared, not even being ready to grasp some of the um, kind of hardship, emotional hardship, feeling of kind of abandonment, and the feeling of being on my own um, was something I couldn't fully go there within myself because I'm this new mom of a newborn. And even though I would have a friend that would say like, hey, you know, he's really not, towing the line, I kind of was like, no, you know, this is my, you know, I was a little more defensive, even, not in a, not in a harsh way, but I was just like, I couldn't, I was like, this is all, you know, because I was also balancing working and and providing for myself because he wasn't providing for me. Mm-hmm. And um and it was really hard and I realized, you know, this is all really the the start of of the end um i was thinking and hoping he'd really step up more when we when we had our our daughter i thought um he would i think i thought it, i was hoping it would do that I, what i've seen and heard it has done for other men and sometimes it's a woman but mm-hmm. most of the time in like and what I know of it's been where they that switch gets lit and they're like, must provide nothing is more important than providing for my child. Or
0: right. the
1: instant they meet their child, they're so in love and they have this desire to, to take care of the baby and bond with the baby. And, and it's not that he didn't at all, but it definitely wasn't satisfying or enough for me. It was really falling short. And I would say within six months of of having her um, and really struggling to manage him and what he was doing, kind of still kind of dating on the side with my permission, but also with the understanding of like, this is hard for me and I don't like this, but I I also had this baby, you know? And I also, it was living this unbelievable dream and, and felt incredibly blessed that I did love my baby as much and even more than I than I thought. Like, instead of being disappointed, like, oh, I built it up and now it's just, yeah, there were moments, of course, where it was like, I'm tired, this is hard, I'm bored, I'm sick of doing the same thing, or, you know. Or, you know, the grief of this not being the way that I knew it could have been partner-wise.
0: Right. You know,
1: I still grieve for that and never got that because I didn't have another uh, baby and redo that experience and I had wanted that for a while. But um, but I was also in this kind of heaven of here's my baby and it really since I had her it was her and I and my ex husband was doing his own thing and he would stay we'd we'd I I moved kind of my bedroom into hers so her and I kind of shared a bedroom um, and he had our old bedroom and so like the separation. Uh, really started and about six when she was about six months old I got it was the first time that I was really serious about this is I wanna leave or I want him to leave really cuz it was the house that, that I rented it was my parents owned it it was my house that he moved into so mm-hmm. and I brought it up to him and and, and you know wanted to start separating and, and <clears throat> long story short that isn't when we fully, finally divorced, I gave it one more year after that. I kind of said to myself, okay, I'm going to kind of not complain. I'm going to do everything. And this is kind of where the self-development, all the coaching work, all the Mm
0: -hmm.
1: health work came in for me personally is like, I'm going to not judge. I'm not going to project. I'm not going to blame. I'm not, I'm going to take responsibility for my part of this relationship. I'm going to give it a year. Um, of, you know, just doing everything I can to be happy in this relationship. And then if after a year, um, it's not, it's really evident, that'll be it for me. And that's pretty much what happened. We had kind of a nice year in that I I let the, should I, shouldn't I, and the kind of judging and blame and and, and the stuff that starts to happen, I kind of let it go and suspended the decision for a year. And um, he hadn't changed or grown into someone else, which is really not a surprise. And then when she was a year and a half, I just kind of like a switch was like, okay, I gave it my all. I feel good now about I can walk away and it's, another reason i decided to leave is like she's one and a half she's not going to remember this it is going to be in her subconscious of course uh and then in the future i'll obviously tell her about this not going to be a secret she's going to know that her dad and i aren't together but you know she won't have memories of us divorcing she won't have memories of us living together um I also felt like I'll have a chance at have I still wanted more kids. I wanted her to have siblings. I wanted to kind of that feeling of doing it all over again and doing it right in a way for the things that weren't right partner wise and relation wise and being supported. And um, there were certainly some fears of like, I already have a baby. Maybe I won't find someone. Maybe I'm getting old, which is ridiculous because I think I was so I had her at 33, 33, yeah. So I was probably about 34, 35, you know, but it was, it's a time where you start feeling like, you know, you think about these things, you know, you consider them. Um, and we started, we divorced then, it took about a year. Um, and I honestly, it wasn't that much harder to, because he he was such a small support in my life and in her life, you know, divorcing was hard, but it wasn't, that he wasn't missed that much because he wasn't that helpful. So um, I'll feel bad if he watches this podcast, which I'm sure he won't or this video, but it's also, you know, it, it, it it's actually the truth for me. So, um, you know, the, the financial thing wasn't a huge hardship. In fact, it was a little more helpful because then he would take her a couple days a week and I would actually have some time and he would pay a couple hundred dollars a month, month, which wasn't much, but was probably, you know, like at least it was like there wasn't a fight. It was like, here's your $250, you know? And so in some ways it really streamlined things and made it easier for me. Um. So yeah, that's, that's how I
0: became, a single parent to answer that question. <laughs> Thank you. I think yeah we we, we enter in a relationship and when we dream of being moms we don't dream of being single moms. No. No,
1: and and even though that concept wasn't out of the realm of possibility for me, um you, I certainly didn't know what it would be like.
0: Right.
1: Um you know, and like like you had mentioned earlier, some of the some of the gr- the regrets are the things that you would do def- differently. I definitely have those, and I even now that she's eleven, I mean, I openly, I do a lot of open, transparent parenting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so when it's appropriate, um, you know, I tell her like, "Hey, I-, I didn't know about this then," or "You know, I'm doing my best," but there's of course there's things. I think part of being a good parent is realizing, yeah, there's things I know now that I would have done different, you know. <laughs> yes. But that's just part of it.
0: Yeah. Hey, Serena, jumping back here real quick. In a single moment, your whole life can change. Will you choose to fight it or invite it? Sacred Surrender is a new book I recently co-authored. What does surrender mean for you? Do you believe that you came here on purpose? Do you believe that you are here to be part of something bigger? To remember the path that leads to your divinity, wholeness, and destiny? May these stories remind you that life is always happening for you. If you'd like to get your copy and read my story, check out the link in episode notes. So, g- given the experience that you had, what kind of advice would you give to a single parents who are just stepping onto the single parenting journey? What was like most important, do you think?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I might have a couple. The one thing that sticks out for me that I'm still working on because it's just an ongoing life practice, mm-hmm. but that I wish I did more of is been even more present with my daughter and, and like I said, cont- continue to be present when I can be, when it's time for, for presence. Because I think, you know, as a single mom, um, I know for myself, like I had to make a living.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but even if you don't, you know, there's sometimes you have multiple kids, I don't but but there's there's the emotional torment you might have your heart broken you might be totally scared uh you might be grieving your how you thought it would be you might be grieving i mean depending on the divorce um you know he could have left you you could have been cheated on you know i mean there's like some level i know for myself of like abandonment even abandonment in some ways that i felt like i abandoned myself So my point is, with all that a single parent is dealing with normally heartbreak, often like the legal S.H.I.T., you know, the the legal like papers and lawyers. And I know for me, like it was I was stressed out, like I'd go to read papers and I'm like, I don't understand what it's saying, like the, the overwhelm and the bombardment of all that you're managing. And to try to not have that negatively affect your child. So even though Violet was only one, one and a half, our children are picking up energetically, not even the words, you know, maybe if they're older and they understand the words or reading body language, but even if they're not, like, you know, I happen to have parents that would, maybe say the right words sometimes, but I could feel the stress, the tension, the fear, the like the opposite of sometimes what they're saying. So really doing your best as a single parent to like, okay, I'm totally stressed out or I'm totally heartbroken or I'm a mess right now. And there were times that I was, I was, you know, unfortunately I would over drink or start over dating or there's these habits that I went into, not when I had her, but certainly on those few days when I didn't have her, I'd kind of, I was just thinking about it the other day, actually, like, wow, I was, I was kind of a mess sometimes just trying to hold it together. And how important it is to do your best to do whatever you can do, whatever you have to do, that when you're with your child or your children, to try to find a place of peace. You know the best you can to try to remember like i'm gonna be okay they're gonna be okay even if you have a hard time uh you know accessing that feeling that it's really 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 worth it to find that to emanate that to be that vibrationally to hold that space to make them feel safe because a lot of trauma and it can be small t trauma, not like necessarily like an attack or, or something like that, but like small t trauma, meaning like what we absorb as babies, what we absorb as children, what we absorb as in our adolescence just comes from that unease just comes from uh, my mom was, was heartbroken and stressed out and that, that your child is absorbing that. So, You know, you you can't be perfect, (laughs) so like give yourself a break. But you know, if I could do it again, um, I think I would have been more diligent at. Okay, I'm going through all this stuff, but let me try to try to put that aside and be as present and safe feeling in myself, so that I can really, really provide that so that Violet can absorb that. And I think I did that most of the time. I think I did that to the best of my ability. I just think, um, you know, it it makes us have to take care of ourselves. And when when we can prioritize it as not a selfish thing, but as a thing of, if I do a lot of self-care, it is in the best interest of my daughter. If I do all that self-care, whether it's meditation taking a bath journaling uh you know however you do that but that the things that help you feel composed on the inside you know um in this you know what can be like a shit storm at the time of heartbreak legal stuff maybe you're moving maybe you're getting out of a violent or abusive situation you know um, maybe you don't know how you're where you're gonna stay or or what you're gonna eat. Um, but to prioritize um, feeling good the best you can so that your children can feel that and get that from you and, and your presence with them. you know, I really wish that I had the wherewithal to, on my times I didn't have her or after you know she went to bed. I wish that I, and I didn't do it often, but I wish I didn't turn to drinking or to online dating or to, you know, and I don't wanna shame myself and I don't believe in shaming others or the, the judgment doesn't help. But um, I wish I dove into writing a book or, you know, something else, I wish I dove into healthier things instead of a little bit of a self-destructive thing that, um, you know, I got out of it, um, fine, but, um, I just, I just wish that I handled it even better, you know? Yeah.
0: I think it's just so true when you are, uh dealt with the situation where you're in the situation being present and being overwhelmed by everything that's going on, especially if you're brand new and let's say you just given birth or it's been recent. So you're going through all those changes, the hormones, the physical stuff, the legal stuff, the divorce. Yeah. You know, I should have joined a support group. You know, I, I could
1: have, you know, this was 10 years ago, Facebook existed, but you know, like I was, Wasn't using it a lot, you know, but, um, you know, I wish there, I wish that I had sought out, um, emotional support more, um, you know, things like that, that I know there's even more of that available now, Facebook groups, podcasts like this, like I wasn't listening to podcasts, I wasn't reading a book about single parenting or, you know, a, a woman moving through, you know, there's, there's things I could have done. And, I, and again, I did some of those things. I wasn't like a total mess. I was always meditating. I was always, you know, I was still having like a career in coaching and in healing and things, but, but I could have done more and it, and it would have helped more. That's all. And, um, and so I really, you know, encourage someone in that, what can be, the worst time of your life or one of the worst times of your life to seek out nourishment you know really seek out nourishment and see the value of not just for you but you're your child's you're you're the world to your parents i mean to your parents you're the world to your children you know you you being the parent is everything to them and so the stronger the, the l- more loving, the more peaceful, the more, and I don't mean together from the outside in a superficial way. I mean like in a meaningful way to you on the inside that you can be um, just the better it is for everyone, you know,
0: most yes, importantly yeah. your, your children. So true. What is, do you think is the most important trait to instill in a child?
1: Mm you know i would there's a couple (laughs) one thing that i can say for sure um is a belief in their in themselves, to be self-referencing um to and and i do this with violet a lot um as she's she's 11 but she is a kind of a precocious advanced mature um 11 um and i mean that in like in a deep spiritual way but also in a very you know she's more like a 13 year old and she's you know she's kind of fast in that way um not in an inappropriate way but but she's aware of that and i was that way too and um to have her be able, because I'm not there to, it's not my job to control her. It's my job. I'm responsible for her. Um, You know, but, but she's not my possession, (laughs) you know, and I'm not going to be there to tell her what to do. And that just doesn't really work in the long run. My, my role. And, you know, even if we took that approach, good luck, (laughs) because, that control approach you know there's going to be a time that that it's up to them and that's what we want for our children is that they go out and not do everything we say or at least for me that she goes out and is so self-referencing that she really thinks to herself what do i really want to do here you know and so to instill in her that that place where she kind of turns around and looks at herself and goes who do i want to be here and yes sometimes she's going to make that decision that doesn't turn out well that has negative consequences of course but that even in that decision in that instance which is going to happen you know without a doubt that she goes okay well now what am i going to do well now how am i going to respond well now who do i want to be okay well maybe i feel really bad well now do i want to beat myself up or do i want like that she continues to grow that inner trust that inner relationship that inner resilience that inner how do i take care of myself from the inside out knowing sometimes that's going to look like reaching out to me reaching out to a friend you know whatever but i think when we help them grow that ability that they trust themselves you know not that they trust that everything they do is right but that they can they have that they've grown that invisible skill of of that inner musculature as my one of my favorite coaches that I've worked with always called it that inner musculature that invisible musculature to like okay I can trust myself to get through this challenge or I can trust myself to make a decision or I can trust myself that if I make you know a decision that has negative consequences I can trust I'll work through this or I'll learn from this or I'll deal with this or I'll cope with this or I'll so you know what I want for her more than anything is that she grows such a healthy relationship with herself that she can trust herself to make, you know, good decisions and partnerships, good decisions and friends and, you know, if and when her friends, you know, one friend is trying drugs that more than more than in her head me saying no 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 drugs are bad drugs are going to kill you that she actually because whatever that was just you know an example but that she makes the decision for herself what what does Violet say for Violet you know that she's checking in on her intuition that she's checking in not because oh my mom's gonna punish me or I'm gonna get caught or I'm gonna get grounded but she has such a a relationship with herself, you know, because that way it serves her her entire life in every single realm all the time. Um, and then she'll be herself because my goal for her is not that she turns into the daughter I want her to be, is not that she turns into a certain success or is not that she marry a certain type or that she does a certain thing. Again, she's not on this er- earth to, to be who I want her to be, <laughs> you know, she's herself and my job is to support her in being herself. And I get the privilege and the honor of seeing who she is, and I get the privilege and the honor of being a part of that, and and I form it with her. I'm a co-collaborate, co-co creator, collaborative partner with her, and I know who I'm being influences who that's going to be, but I'm not under the impression that she is mine to create. You know, I want to instill in her that I respect her for who she is and she's going to become and continue becoming um, who she is. And it
0: and it's not for my approval.
1: Right, yeah, yeah I think it's
0: so true. You know, my, my best thing is that when I'm no longer around that they can take care of themselves. That right. And make the choices that they feel are right and, you know, not have a breakdown.
1: Right, And and to look, you know,
0: I mean, I think, exactly to look
1: at like for themselves, what are the consequences like you think for yourself and yeah sometimes there is a time and a place and it happens all the time every day still of like the answer is (laughs) no the answer is yes the answers but then you know at least half of the time i say what do you think you know if you stay up till this time you know it's the summer right now and if you're really tired tomorrow, there's really no, like, is that an okay consequence considering what your day looks like tomorrow? Great, then go for it. You know, and, and, you know, this comes up a lot in diet for us and in food and what she eats. Mm -hmm. There's some guidelines of like, I expect you to eat vegetables daily. You know, she still doesn't eat the five to seven (laughs) amount daily. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, it is where it is. I would do that again too. I would have raised her just eating more vegetables. The fruit, she gets plenty of fruit, but like I would have, you know, it's a regret of mine of just not making her because, you know, like just eat this is broccoli, this is dinner, you know, type of thing. (laughs) But I was stressed out and like, oh God, just eat the crackers, you know? (laughs) Um, You know, however, you know, I do talk to her about like we talk openly about sugar and what it is, and I don't wanna shame her into not eating candy and eating vegetables, but at the same time, I wanna educate her, well, this is what this type of food does, and you might not see a ton of effects now, but as an adult, it might show up like sugar, processed food is full of chemicals, and you might be full of energy and strength now, and that's wonderful. And I also don't wanna curse her and say, if you eat this, you will have this problem like that's not I also don't want to put the fear in her. But I want to say like, I'm not like you said, I'm not going to be around forever. So think about how long you how long you'll be in a body we don't know, but you certainly your entire life, however long that is. And how do you want it to function for you? Yes. And knowing that vegetables and minerals and healthy meats and proteins and, and, a, and a diet that you know that has these things is going to provide that for you. And, you know, is, if if I create a situation and food is just a great example, but this is this goes in every area of her life. If I create a situation where she only eats this way because I'm controlling and watching and forcing it. She has the ability and will have the ability to go take her money from chores and spend it all on candy and binge in her room. I don't want her to do that. I don't want her to have like some kind of weird relationship with food. I don't want her to feel like she has to hide it. I don't want her to like, as soon as she's an adult, all she eats is junk food because I was so strict. You know, I want her to be responsible For her relationship with food, her relationship with money, her relationship with people, her relationship with school, her relationship with her body. Like, that's the best I can give her is you think for yourself and figure it out for yourself. And hey, you're not going to do it perfect. No one ever did. Or, you know, maybe Jesus did. Like, that's up for debate. But like, hey, I don't expect you to do it perfectly. I don't. But, but it is my job to help you love yourself and that includes not shaming yourself but but thinking of not just your now but your later and pleasure and happiness is a big part of of my life and a big part of her life and a big part of how we relate in our 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 home and our lifestyle so i'm not super strict but i do i do put it on her a lot of the time and say you know you think about it or if you were the mom or you were your own mom or you were parenting yourself what do you think is best you know and and so far uh how that's worked for us is my daughter is I trust her I really trust her I trust um again with not perfect <laughs> um but I trust her to make good decisions and I trust her to sometimes be okay with making the wrong the wrong decision and learning from it and She's a conscientious, responsible kid that I'm proud of. And, um, you know, I, I like who she is and I like uh, how she is. And um, there is a respect there that I think is really important. Yes, I think it is so true
0: that I think this is the most important trait is the belief in oneself yeah when, uh, there is nobody there are you going to be your own cheerleader or are you going to wait for somebody to confirm or give you praise but because it
1: bleeds out in every single area of your life in every but, relationship
0: yeah you know? yes. so we want to make sure they have that that innate ability to rely on themselves and when necessary ask for help but having that absolutely kind of temperature <laughs> to check Okay, I cannot do it by myself. I need to ask for help. Or in this. Yeah, and that's again, that's part of awesome. trusting
1: yourself too. What are your limits? Yeah.
0: You know what? What? What are your
1: boundaries? Um, you know, do you love yourself enough to ask for help? Because sometimes there's this false idea of, I can do it all on my own. It's like, well, no, you can't. Not without burnout. Not like you can't do it. Like we, we need each other. You know, there's a time and a place to to delegate and to ask for help and to receive help. And then there's a time and a place to,
0: to handle your stuff. That's yours. Yes, it's also true. If people would like to find you, connect with you more, where would they go?
1: Yeah, uh, thanks. So um, my website, um, my, my business is Vanessa Ray of Light, because my mission is, that's what we all really came here to be. in you know, is is a ray of light, is a spark, is um, to give, to shine in our own unique way. <clears throat> so I do a little play on words and it's Vanessa Ray of Light. So my website is www.vanessa my first name, and then dot tcom And on that site, you'll see mostly where I help women and girls uh, with body image issues, uh, losing weight in a healthy, natural way through a spiritual process, really from the inside out, um, and also having a healthy relationship, not just with themselves and the mirror and their body, but with food and um, how to be non-neurotic, basically. <laughs> so that's a place to find me. You can also email me um, if you want to talk, you know, about something, something else and more about parenting or anything like that, and that is V r-a-e of light o-f-l-i-g-h-t at gmail.com and you can find me on facebook vanessa ray vanessa ray of light is also there and then i have a youtube channel if you put in vanessa ray of light you'll find um, some of my stuff and um my own show that hopefully Irina, you will you will be on uh someday the the divine body align show Thank you. Thank you so much for coming You're on. You're so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> well, it's so not, I'm so glad you do this. This is such um, a needed, I think, a needed thing um, to let people know they're not alone um, and give people tips and comfort and, you know, compassion for how difficult this can be. But also just what a great uh, role you know we play as parents and as single parents um and try and to make it work in our own way but i also really honor you know what you were saying and and what we shared in common as far as giving our our children the gift of of their own relationship to themselves you know trusting that
0: yeah yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your story. I really appreciate it. And yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If you like this episode, please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, Mindset and Support for Relationships, where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you, because you are limitless. Thank you.